Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. We're here with author Sylvie DeGiusto. She's the author of The Image of Leadership, How Leaders Package Themselves to Stand Out for the Right Reasons. Sylvie, it's great to see you. Thank you very much for having me. So great to have you here in studio. Um, so, you know, one of the tenets of the book is it's not enough to lead. You need to look like a leader before you can lead. So it begs the question, what do leaders look like? What is the look of leadership? Well, I think one important point um, is that leaders look like leaders long before they become leaders. So you have to look like a leader long before you are one. It's not defined by something actually you buy or wear, like a suit, so I can't tell you if it's a suit or a certain brand or a certain designer, uh, but it's defined by certain things like all leaders have in common that they look confident, that they look authentic, that they look professional, respectful, and in control. That's something I see in all the leaders in organizations around the world. All right, you talk about this idea, it's about bringing the exterior and the interior into alignment. What do you mean by that? Absolutely. So what you see on the outside says something about you, what you have on the inside. My tagline for my uh, company is I package people and that's exactly what I do. I help them to create a packaging on the outside that says something um, about their strength on the inside or helps them to hide certain things from the inside. Right, I know speaking of, you said you're in the people packaging mm -hmm. business. I noticed in the, the book uh, this guy, this mm -hmm. little, is that a chip? Yes, that's a potato chip. <laughs> it's that's a, a potato, potato chip, chip yeah, with yeah. a tie. Tell mm -hmm. me, tell me mm -hmm. the, uh, the decision behind that. Yeah. I'm not sure if you ever have noticed, but there is something very interesting about uh, potato chip packagings. They all have something in common, that every single package of potato chips has a picture of potato chips on the outside. So uh, packaging designer obviously show you very obvious what you're going to find on the inside. And that's something I use uh, for my clients. We all know when we open those potato chips that the inside certainly doesn't look like that beautiful shaped thing on the outside. Right. So it's kind of a trick, but we still buy it. So you can use that. You can uh, create a packaging, a cover of your book on the outside mm -hmm. uh, to kind of hide certain weaknesses you have on the inside. Right. It is a good analogy because not every chip has the same crunch. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely <laughs> not every absolutely. person has the same crunch. So we have learned something over the years. We have certain expectations how certain things look like. That's another reason we have certain expectations how a lawyer looks like or somebody who works in finance or somebody who works in a very creative area. Right. And the third thing is we tell a story and packaging designer, they tell a story and I want people to know that every day when they choose something to wear or go somewhere, uh, they are telling a story too. Let's begin with this starting point because in the book you discuss sort of this distinction between we're not talking about a professional image or a professional identity. You specifically use the terminology professional imprint. Yes. What do you mean by that? Our brain makes 11 major decisions 
about somebody we see in the first seven seconds. Eleven decisions in the first seven seconds. That's very specific. I mean, eleven and seven. Mm -hmm, Tell me mm -hmm, more. mm -hmm. So if I see somebody in the first seven seconds, my brain automatically, no matter if I want it or not, if I'm in the body of Mother Teresa or not, I do it because my brain automatically does it, makes eleven major decisions about um, the person I see. Is this person somebody I can trust or not? Is it somebody who is successful or not? In that seven seconds, I make an imprint in my brain, and it's just very, very hard to change that imprint. Uh, confirmation, confirmation bias works against us. So if somebody looks sloppy on the outside, unfortunately, the imprint is that he or she also might sloppy on the inside in terms of her uh, his uh, work ethics. So once you, you get that initial impression in, in the first seven seconds, are you saying, though, you, what you, based on what you just said, you can't shift? Can you change your opinion? Maybe you, in the 15th second or the 20th second? You can, you can, but uh, it's just very hard. It's very, very hard uh, to change that because, again, our brain works against us. If we see something, our brain automatically looks for evidence. We want to be right. And that's something you should know that that's the reason that this professional imprint uh, is very hard to change. Okay, so let's go through the ABCDs of this professional mm -hmm. imprint because mm -hmm. your book outlines that A stands for? Appearance. Okay, so let's discuss. It's the way um, uh, they look, so, but looking good is not enough as a leader. It's an important thing. It's, you know, if you, as I just said, if you in the beginning already uh, leave a certain imprint that you are not the leader they want you to be, it's going to be very hard for you. But um, A is the appearance, and it's a very, very important, uh, important part because it's kind of a filter we have in front of us, the way we look. But it's not enough. Afterwards, it's the B, the behavior, how we behave, how we act, how we interact with each other. It's also communication, the C, mm -hmm. how we talk to each other. What we say is important, of course, too. And what I add is the digital footprint, the D. Because nowadays, unfortunately, first impressions are not always made in person. Right, that's a good, really good yeah. point. So the digital footprint is basically related to social media. Absolutely. I googled your name, you googled my name, mm -hmm. and the first impression has been made long before we have met. Interesting. I mean, but in a world where so much is out of our control when it comes to social media, what if there's something on, you know, that comes up on Google that's, quote unquote, you know, not a positive when mm -hmm, it comes mm -hmm. to that first impression. How do you, you know, dispel that? And then you have to make sure that either you delete it, that it disappears, or you put so much positive things on that the negative things just, you know, kind of disappear at some point. So, so based upon this idea of the professional imprint, ABCD, mm -hmm. appearance, behavior, communication, digital footprint, does it Beg the question then, is leadership a one-size-fits-all formula, so to speak? Oh, no, absolutely not, you know. Every leader is unique. Every person is unique. Every leader has unique aspirations, works in, different, in a different industry. Every position is unique. So there is no one-size-fits-all formula. And that's a big difference between my book and the other books on the market, that I don't sell you that one-size-fits-all formula. Because it can be a suit. A suit is certainly a good idea for a leader, but it doesn't have to be, not for everyone. Uh, it can be Oxford shoes, but not for everyone. It can be a Chanel dress, but not for everyone. A lot of the book discusses sort of this idea of 
people that say, oh, I can't be a leader because I don't have confidence in myself. I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too you know, fat, I'm too thin. Mm -hmm. But you're saying anybody can be a leader. It comes in all different shapes and sizes and the key is confidence to transcend that, that thinking. Absolutely, absolutely. That's something all successful leaders have in common, that they work with what they have. They are confident uh, with the bodies that they are in. They are confident with the age they are in. They are confident with the gender, with their color. They are just confident about who they are as a person and as a leader in our organization. What about some people who think, you know, following these guidelines, it's going to stifle my personality. Can you mm -hmm. be a leader and still have a personality? Absolutely, absolutely. You can stand out, and I encourage leaders to stand out, but to stand out for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. That's important. So some you, examples. You can absolutely have your trademark look, for example. If you want to go with sneakers to work, Please go with sneakers to work, but it has to be your trademark piece and you have to be consistent about it mm -hmm. and they still have to be, you know, clean um, sneakers and not old worn out sneakers which scream the message or the story that you don't care. We right. just want to see leaders that who care. So that, that was my next question. So trademarks or having a signature look is okay in the world of leadership? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we have seen many, many, many very successful leaders in the past and in the current who do that. And if I talk about black turtlenecks or about um, flip-flops, everybody knows exactly who I'm talking about and they have those trademark pieces. But very often people make the mistake that they think, you know, it's just okay if I wear flip-flops at work because somebody else obviously did it very successfully. Mm -hmm. But as long as you didn't invent a multi-billion dollar organization in your garage or wherever, there is no reason for you to wear flip-flops at work. Okay, so, so unless you're the, the head honcho, the guy doing the hiring, flip-flops, no. No. <laughs> okay, anything else on the, on the must-no, you know, the no, no, no list? Everything that stands out for the wrong reasons. And that's something I very often see is that people just misuse clothes. There is a purpose for every piece of clothes. Flip-flops are made for the beach. So why should I wear them anywhere else than at the beach? Uh, yoga pants are made for yoga classes. Right. And I see so many yoga pants in New York City. And I promise you, most of them never saw a yoga class. Right. <laughs> C-Suite Radio. In the sort of digital world, you know, digital age we live in, this world of startups, I mean, mm -hmm. my, my own personal opinion is that sort of the dress code is becoming obsolete. I mean, it's becoming, offices are becoming more and more casual, aside from tax firms, audit firms, law firms. But sort of general businesses seem to be getting more casual, and is that, mm -hmm. is that a bad thing? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. But as long as this casual is still interpreted in a way that's professional, you know, you can be professional, even if you are uh, dressed very casual, authentic, controlled, and respectful, casual is absolutely okay. A big, big problem about casual wear at work is that it never has been defined. We have written many, many books, and there are many, many pieces of paper written in organizations to describe how a professional look has to look like. But there is nowhere description exactly what casual really means. So what, what's your opinion? What does casual mean? Well, it depends on the industry, you know, it depends on the industry, it depends on the position you are, but casual doesn't mean sloppy. And this is what many people uh, think of. Just because I can go casual, it looks like I don't care. Casual still means that you care, that you care about the story you are telling with your clothes. How then do you go about 
sort of creating a signature look without being remembered for the wrong reasons? Well, if you want to create a signature look, choose a signature piece. It can be your shoe, it can be a certain uh, fabric, it can be a certain cut, a, a certain accessory. Choose something and use it consistently. In terms of CEOs and the C-suite, what, mm -hmm. what is your biggest uh, tidbit of advice for, mm -hmm. for C-suite executives? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, the more you handle money of others or of organizations, usually the more traditional uh, your appearance should be. The more you work with family members of others or are responsible, the more traditional um, you should uh, appear. So the more money involved, the more family involved, the more traditional. Okay. And what about the person who says, my personality doesn't fit my profession? How, how, do, you, how do you dress for your personality? but abide by the, the dress code. I uh, want to find out what's your keyword, what do you want to be known for, and how can you show that personality, of course, even if you have to follow some kind of uniform because you are in a certain industry. Because every industry has its uniform. No matter if you are in finance, or no matter if you are in law or in retail, we have certain expectations how those people look like. And so I also call it a uniform. And then you have to balance it out. You know, you can balance it out by just adjusting something like makeup, hair, jewelry, shoes, whatever. Or you can balance it out by saying, okay, those are my rules, Monday until Friday, and Saturday, Sunday I'm off. And um, I'm not in my organization and not in that uniform anymore. And lastly, you know, you mentioned that that seven seconds, you know, the 11 judgments mm -hmm. being made. But again, just so I'm clear, as time goes on, as you get farther into 30, 40 second uh, mark, mm -hmm. can things change? I mean, can can you can you can you affect that person's impression of you? Absolutely, absolutely. I just always say it's harder. Don't mess it up in the first seven seconds. You know, mm -hmm. if you have the chance, stand out positive. Use it. Use it positive. You know, if you have a, f a great first impression, that's important and it's excellent if it's a positive one. Uh, but you have to turn it into a lasting one. That's your second step. The first impression is not enough. The first impression is very important, but you have to turn it into a lasting positive one. And that happens in the 30 seconds afterwards, in the hour afterwards, in the days afterwards. So I guess my last question is, can you change that though completely? Let's say that first se seven second impression is a negative one. Mm -hmm. But two, three minutes into it, have you found that sometimes people are doing a 180 and they're, and they're changing their opinions completely? Yeah. It's possible, it's just so much harder and it's not harder. worth it. Right. You, know, why, why you, you just bring yourself? a distraction to the table, that's, that's not worth it. Right. You know? It's a rarity. I always tell them, you, you can do better. Just use those seven seconds for your advantage right. and not for your disadvantage. Thank you so much, Sylvie. Uh, really Thank a terrific you. read, uh, a lot to learn. I like this idea of even if you are a leader, you still need to, re you know, you're mm -hmm. not going to lose your leadership just by reading the book. You can, you can enhance the, mm -hmm. you know, the leadership qualities you already have. Mm -hmm. Again, the book is called The Image of Leadership by Sylvie DeGisto. If you'd like to hear more about her or buy the book, check out our website, www.c-sweetbookclub.com. Thanks for joining us. And thank you. Thank you very much. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.